Shabbat Shalom and welcome to another episode of A Christian Voice. So many rambling thoughts today. Thinking about our nation and its need for God. Also its need for base education. We have universal public education from preschool. As young as three. Three years old through one's 20s on average. So we're granting that to be at least 20 years of public education. And we have a nation, 99%, so illiterate, they don't understand common, basic, small words in their own native language. I heard someone say, we are at the high tide and it's only going to get worse. No. Just no. If you're at high tide, it cannot get worse. That means you're at the peak. It can only recede from high tide. It can only improve. So we are not at high tide and getting worse. That's impossible. Why am I saying this? I don't know, really. I can't single-handedly educate a nation. I can't even probably inspire a nation to self-educate, which is still possible. It's still possible. Ugh. And I think of ministries, and you seem to find a good ministry that's meeting a very necessary need fulfilling a huge gap in our nation and then they ally themselves with the most <sighs> I'm sorry doctrinally whacked people like Ray Comfort and his whole little comfortable Bible translation which means I changed what I didn't like and made it say what I think it should say <clears throat> this is a man who had stated publicly, he wrote it in one of his early books, that he himself, Ray Comfort, received a private revelation in the 1970s, time of private revelations, that the entire history of the church, this is nearly 2,000 years, nobody got saved because they didn't have his method that he believes was divinely revealed to him and him alone in the 1970s. So nobody from the time Christ ascended until the 1970s got saved, according to Ray Comfort, because they didn't have his so-called biblical method, which is nowhere in the Bible. It's not even in there. It's certainly not biblical. And it's a method. People didn't die for 2,000 years and go to hell because you, Mr. Comfort, hadn't come up with this method yet. And God did not tell you that. You are a false preacher. And he's done so much damage. So much damage. In the name of zeal, in the name of passion. You know, that zeal and that passion without right doctrine, without an understanding which you lack and do not teach of original sin, telling people that they're going to be judged based upon quote, the Ten Commandments, end quote. Again, there are more than ten. There's 613. And Jesus never used 
10 in speaking to anyone. You have one example where he used five and then told the man to go away and do something that's in nowhere in the entirety of the 613. It's not even in there. Go and sell all that you have and give to the poor. So he used five and. So where does that put your little 10 commandments method? Exactly where it belongs, bunk. So I see this otherwise good and fine ministry and they're promoting people like him, promoting him specifically, in his false doctrine, in his tearing apart the church. These people go around and they tell, they don't, <laughs> I've seen this. I've had friends who are trapped in this cult, which is what it is for 10 years. And I have been with them so many times and observed, they will let the unsaved. Are you saved? Nope. And they let them stroll on. Okay, thanks. Have a great day. If they ask somebody, are you saved? And they say yes, they snatch them up. And they're all over them as a group, trying to force them to prove how they're saved. Do you read your Bible every day? How many people do you witness to? You just let somebody go by and go to hell. No, wait, you did because you're picking on the Christians. Jesus said he himself will separate the wheat from the tares in the end times, lest any of the wheat be plucked out with the tares. But you designate yourselves as his servants in this, I suppose, trying to tear down every single person who claims Christ, everyone that comes by. I've seen this everywhere I've been with every different group. If this is the fruit of your so-called ministry and your so-called divine revelation, whose servant are you? You're the devils. You're trying to pluck up. Jesus said, leave it alone and I'll separate it. <laughs> Actually, maybe that's what I'm doing today. Maybe I need not to go near, but you're such false doctrine. I mean, just, you're not even in sheep's clothing. Any sheep can look at you and recognize. Obviously, I'm wrong or there wouldn't be so many following you. So where does that leave us? Do we ditch the original ministry, which I almost did. I almost did. I almost stepped away and said, you know, I can't support that. I can't in any way be supportive of somebody who does good work until it comes down to the crucial point, which is salvation. Now, this ministry themselves hasn't said anything heretical on their own behalf. As far as I've heard them state the gospel, it's been straight up. But at the same time, they're sharing and forwarding this false gospel, openly false, from these people are they really on the same page that we are? Is it really the same agenda? When you add into it, you add in method, you add in works, you add in you justify your salvation to me, or I'm going to hold you for 15 minutes on the street and then call you a false convert as you walk away because you don't disagree. I mean, because you do disagree with me because you don't agree with my unbiblical nonsense. And that's always the thing that they fall back on. Well, we're saved and you're just a cult false convert. Anybody who ultimately doesn't agree with them is labeled false convert. And that's that. And that's it. Though to be called a false convert by a wolf might demonstrate that one actually is a sheep. But anyway, what do we do with these cases? 
if a ministry doesn't support other ministries, we get upset with them. And we say, why are they so insular? You know, why are they so exclusive? Do they think they're, they're better than all other ministries? Why aren't they playing nicely? Why aren't they promoting other people's work in ministry? So there's really a double standard there. And having been in ministry, I have felt both sides of that. I've had to work with churches and groups where if you ask me privately, I would tell you, run screaming, and here's why. Scripturally, I don't believe that on my own behalf, I would say, have no affiliation with them. You know, run from the unfruitful works of darkness. Expose them is what we're told in scripture. Instead, we have to shake hands with them and smile, all in the name of peace and unity and spreading the gospel, which is not always the same gospel. Always in the name of diversity and, and reaching the world. I just question, what are we reaching the world with? And what are we ultimately reaching the world for? The gospel is straight and it's simple and it's laid out. And if we all spoke only the words of scripture, we would do well. We really would, all of us. Of course, that includes myself. Not that this is a ministry, but I would not be guilty of leading people astray because of my own opinions or my own beliefs or my own finding of something in scripture that I think that nobody else has seen before, which myself I don't believe that actually happens because the same Holy Spirit of the Living God that is in me as a believer has been in every other believer from the history of the world from the very beginning day six when God created human beings I don't believe that he has withheld any knowledge at all oh maybe personal things like from my own life or should I live? What is the work that you would have me do for you? You know, who should you marry? Those things, of course, those are personal. He's not going to reveal them to Joe Schmo down the street on my behalf. But as far as doctrine and the gospel and the essential understanding of scripture, I don't believe that there can be any new understandings. The Holy Spirit just doesn't work that way. A lot of cults work that way, and that's why they have the supersession, like with Islam, how things can be what's called abrogated. <clears throat> well, something earlier is not as good as something newer, because it's a new revelation. Now we know more than we knew before. That is not truth, folks. Truth does not evolve. Truth does not change. Truth is fixed, and it is fixed because it comes from the truthful God the only one who is the source of truth and knowledge. And he doesn't change. He's the same from everlasting to everlasting. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Which reminds me of another thing I hear that drives me crazy. There are all these little cutesy sayings that Jesus is with you because his name is not I was, so he's not in your past. His name is not I will be, so that you don't have to worry about the future, but his name is I am. He's only in the now. That's actually a lie also. And that's actually contrary to scripture because it is written that he is the I was and the I am and the I am to come. That is in the scripture. So stop saying stupid things, people. We need to just open our Bibles and read them 
and then we won't be guilty of error. It may sound good to the human mind to say these things, but it's doctrinally false, and we need to stop, because the unbelieving world, they don't know what to believe. And like it or not, they look to Christians to see what we believe, whether they ultimately accept it or reject it. They're watching and they're listening. And they hear us say this twaddle, and heaven forbid they should open the Bible after hearing that and read, was and is and is to come. Oh wait, that is his name. And then where does that leave our witness and our testimony? How then can they believe when we have just stated a lie? We create Bible lies and so-called Bible contradictions. So we all of us need to go straight back to Scripture, stay with Scripture, speak nothing but Scripture, as far as it relates to Scripture. You can do other things. You can have ministries that bring food to the poor or clean water. I love those clean water ministries. I think that's pretty awesome to go and help people. Sure, you meet their physical needs, and I understand there are countries that are closed to the open gospel and if you can go in as an NGO and people ask about your faith and you're able to share it that way, that's awesome. It's still getting out. And good works are good. They don't save, but they cannot be free of sound doctrine. These good things in and of themselves have no excuse for anything but straight scripture. That's one of my rants. Another one. How Christians can possibly look at somebody like Trump. Uh-oh, she's on the Trump train again. Lay down that Trump card, people. Okay. How you can look at somebody with the character of a Trump. Is that a Christ-like character? Really, listen to him ever. Take a 10-second soundbite. See if you can hear Christ in him. Nope, has never been found anywhere. Have his past actions before running been Christ-like? Has his conduct ever been Christ-like or has it been openly publicly otherwise? And we need to stop saying things like, well, we're not electing a priest, we're electing a president. That's just stupid. It really is stupid. Our founders warned us that our form of government can only be conducted by those who are effectively priests. They didn't use the word priest. Christians, only by God-fearing people can this work. You cannot have somebody who is not a devout religious man in leadership in America and have it work. You can't. We're just throwing our constitution right out the door. And how is it that nobody, secular or otherwise, can see that Trump is just a DNC stooge. He is. He is their stooge. Not like the Republican Party wasn't destroying itself. But how can you not see that? And as far as Hillary, how do you not see that she is Obama? Somebody said Obama in a pantsuit, which is cute. I would have said Obama in a skirt. But hey, Either way, she is the current administration, only, unlike what we have now, she is not a person to be mocked. 
much as I dislike her politically, she is 100% opposed to everything I believe in. And I think so absolutely destructive. She is entirely against our nation and its principles. No part of me can find in her person a person to be despised, mocked, disdained. What she does and what she believes, she does well. She is a powerful person in that she has the force of character. What we've got in the office now, no. He's a joke. He's not as big a joke as Trump. But he is a joke. None of us look and say, ooh, I admire Obama. I don't think anybody in the history of him has thought that. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But how you could look at him and come up with that? No. Hillary, on the other hand, is more of a force to be reckoned with because she doesn't need to be propped up by those behind her. Everybody, even the few who voted for him, everybody in the nation said, how did Obama win? And then the second time they said, how on earth did he win again after four years of destroying our nation? Nobody will say that if Hillary wins. We will understand if she wins that she won because she has earned the respect of those who believe like her. It scares me that there can be enough that do believe like her to enable her to win. That frightens me to the core. However, it will not be a surprise if she wins. A disappointment, yes, I will say it again and again, but no surprise because she's not a fool and she's not a joke. Again, I disagree with everything that she is, that she does, that she believes in, that she promotes, and that she has done. There's nothing in me that is in favor of that woman. However, that doesn't make her a joke because she herself personally is not one. These other buffoons, I mean, Trump is a clown. He's a clown. Ugh. There are these things called third parties and you will find nowhere in our founding documents that we are a two-party system. Nowhere. In fact, they were against that and warned against it time and again not to fall into party lines and party divisions. I've read the Constitution to you on this show. Read it. Listen to it again. Do your own research. Read as many of the founding fathers as possible. And if you can find where we were intended to be a two-party system, show it to me. Just bring it and we will argue it from there. But you can't find it because it isn't in there. So break yourself free of that stupidity. Break yourself free of, I have to, like it's a law or something, vote Democrat or Republican. People believe that. They actually act like that. Like it is a force of law. There is some obscure law somewhere that says you must either vote Republican or Democratic. No, it isn't there. It doesn't exist. And it isn't true. There are plenty of third parties out there. Like the one that I recently was in agreement with, the Constitution Party. Till they did something so unbelievably not only stupid, sorry, that's my word today, I guess, asinine. They did something so contrary to what they claimed to believe in. What did they do? They went on Al Jazeera. Are you so desperate for media coverage? 
you would go on Al Jazeera? And don't pretend like it's a news agency. If you, Constitution Party, do not know that Al Jazeera is an arm of Islamic nation, not nation of Islam, but of Islam itself, if you don't know that they're part of the Muslim Brotherhood, then you are not fit to even be running. Your platform reads beautifully. I love it. It's a wonderful platform. But if your actions are to go on Al Jazeera, how am I going to trust you to take care of that problem any more than I trust the Muslim in office right now? When you're already allying with them and you're not even there yet. That scares me. That really worries me. Whoever decided to make that decision in that party needs to be ousted from the party. Any and all that had an involvement with that. And Mr. Castle yourself, who went on there, just know. Just know. I thought, maybe I will have somebody to vote for this year. Pretty sure at this point it's not going to be you. Who it would be? Eh, we'll see when we get there. There isn't too much time left, is there? But anybody who would do that is a traitor already. You have to know what Al Jazeera is. You cannot possibly be that ignorant. Now, Hillary's people can be that ignorant. Trump's people can be that ignorant. Even Cruz. People refuse to look at who Cruz really is. Also not a buffoon, but somebody I don't want. And even his people don't tend to be that ignorant. How can somebody with a near-perfect platform make such a decision that is against everything they claim to go for? If you're doing this already just to win an election that you're not even really part of yet, that's a problem. That's a problem in the future. And you really need to work on that to be a viable party. So this girl remains nonpartisan. I'm not libertarian for those who ask. I'm not. I'm completely nonpartisan and have been really my whole life. Neither of the parties being <laughs> worth promoting in my short lifetime. There's nobody. Alright, I have ranted a lot today. There's so much more, so many massacres going on, so much idiocy in our world and our nation. Just keep agitating, keep creating conflict, keep the churches weak, keep them passive, keep them entertained and say, oh hey, why are our children leaving? I don't know, because you entertained them on the way to death, because you segregated them from birth through college through young adults, through singles ministry until their 30s. And then when they finally realize, hey, there's nothing in it, it doesn't entertain me anymore. Because the house of God has been made, a house of entertainment, pure and simple. That's all it is in most places. We need to fix that. We need to change that. And again, it goes back to the gospel. It goes back to doctrine. It goes back to preaching and teaching the Bible. And let your kids sit and hear it. Let them. God's word has never harmed anybody. It has never harmed anybody. It's not going to start now. Just leave your private revelations to yourself. Open the scripture. Read the scripture. Get saved by the scripture. And you will understand the scripture. Then you can preach and teach the scripture. Because the Holy Spirit will be inside of you. And with you. And guiding you. And keeping you away from false doctrine. I know this is really a pointless show. But I hope <laughs> that you have benefited from all my pointless rambling. But really, I hope that anybody listening who is not saved, you don't need me. You don't need a church. 
you don't need anything but a Bible or the Word of God somehow in order to be saved. All you need to do is read the scriptures. You need to believe the scriptures. You need to accept the scriptures. And then you need to give your life and your heart over to God through the finished work of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. He did die to pay for your sins like he did for mine. And after three days, he did rise again by the power of God. He has the power over death. He has the power over sin, yours and mine. So please, if you are not saved, do that today. You don't know how long you got, especially with the chaos going on in our nation right now. Just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and your household. Acts 16.31 Thanks for listening. Copyright 2016, A Christian.